Welcome everybody, it is your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle, episode number 500. That's right, 500. A lot of times people will do something special for their 500th episode. Sometimes they'll do a mashup of great old old bits. Sometimes they'll bring in an all-star collection uh, type cast of pundits and guests to help ring in the 500th. Sometimes they'll do some kind of a retrospective or introspective look back. We're doing none of that. We're going dealer's choice tonight. We're going theme song, and we're going one of our favorite and uh, I'd say most frequent, you know, definitely in the top 10 frequent guests. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. Bottom line is, uh, this person texted me today. They happen to have what I believe to be a pretty good anecdote from a real-life situation. If I think back to the beginning of the show, a lot of it was taking little random thoughts that happened throughout the day or throughout the week and coming up with a couple coherent thoughts on each. And we've, we've gone in a lot of directions since then, hence the name of the show, Filibuster Freestyle. So that guest, let me just shoot you straight. It's our buddy down south in Florida. Andy Maslin will join us after the theme song. But thanks to everybody who's listened. We are approaching, um, here in our sixth year, we are approaching the quarter of a million download mark. We'll probably get there later this month. And that's pretty wild, honestly. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, you can thank me or not thank me for whatever is supposed to transpire here on episode number 500 with our buddy Andy Maslin. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, everybody. Episode 500, you got to call in the heat. Andy Maslin joins us. What's up, my man? I am ready to go, Mr. Gav. Money! I am so excited that we could get you on the night of the 500. The 500. Filibuster Freestyle 500. Alliteration aside, can't believe we're here. So, all right, you mentioned that you have a question that you're going to ask me. I have no knowledge of it. Do you want to start there? We'll start there. It's, it's, it, it came up the other day. Uh, I asked myself because I actually hate the world. I don't talk to anybody. I talk to myself. Yes. So the coming to America, you know, coming to America 2 came out. Yes. And I've never seen coming to America. Oh, no, really? I know all the lines. I know all the clips. I know all the jokes from just pop culture, but I've never actually seen it. Sure. Okay. So, give me one, you know, a couple movies that you can quote and maybe sometimes do quote or at least know that you've never actually seen the movie. Okay, here's one that just pops right into my head. And I don't have a lot of lines from it, but uh, Hudson Hawk. It's the uh, Bruce Willis vehicle, Danny Aiello. Hudson Hawk's definitely one. I actually actually haven't quoted it in a while. Uh, Another one for a long time was um, Ghostbusters I feel like the first couple times I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. But I eventually, I eventually got there. But there was a point there where I knew like the trailer jokes, and I obviously knew the premise because it was part two of the Ghostbusters. But uh, hadn't seen yeah, it. There, there, were no, there were no shocking uh, developments. And actually, let me just give you a stream of consciousness. You know what movie I still have not ever seen, uh, despite the fact that I've seen the first two a million times each, and I've watched the reboot of the series Cobra Kai. I've never seen Karate Kid Part Three. Just 
putting that out there. Okay, okay. So I get confused with the Karate Kid because I fell off. Karate Kid One, classic movie. Yes. Karate Kid Two, I've seen. Okinawa, pretty good. Yeah. Karate Kid Three was that? Was that the was that the one where they were training Hillary Swank, or was that the next? No, that was like kid? the next Karate Kid, and then there was the remake with Jaden Will Will Smith's son Jaden and okay. Jackie Chan. But there was the third yeah. Daniel Russo installment. Okay, I've never seen it. I've never seen the one with Hillary Swank. And I get very upset when I see the Karate Kid on, like, TBS or TNT on, like, a rainy Saturday afternoon, and I click on it, and it's the Jaden Smith version. Right, and no, no disrespect to him, but you're, you, want, you want to see Mr. Miyagi. You want some Pat Morita yeah. in your life. I totally get I want it. Dan, I want Daniel Son. Yeah, you want Daniel Son in your life. Anyway, okay, great question. Do you have one that you thought of besides uh, coming to America? I've never seen Scarface all the way through. Okay. And I can quote it top to bottom. Sure, that makes a ton of sense. That's a great, uh, that's a great example, which is why it was a question you posed to yourself. Yeah, and I was actually going through like not the same question. There's a lot of like good movies, you know, older, mid range that I just haven't seen. You know, I, I feel like I watch the same like twelve movies over and over again. Well, I'm so glad that you gave me a segue without even knowing it because I've got a little game for you. Uh, you and I are both on the record and off the record. Two of the biggest Jerry Maguire fans of all time. And honestly, neither of us really know why because we really aren't like rom-com guys. But, you know, it's it was a great sports movie as well. It was pretty witty. There's a ton of, ton of repeatable lines, ton of one-liners, ton of quotes. But we just like it a lot. So, yeah, I was, and also that is the movie that started our blood feud with Jerry Callahan. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> Because Jerry Callahan, former uh, WEI sports host here in Boston, former writer for the Boston Herald, maybe still does write for the Herald, I think he was way out on Jerry Maguire, and that couldn't be an icier, colder, an icier, colder take in the world, in the history of the world. Coldest take. I, I agree. I agree. So, so because you agree, and because it's one of the twelve movies we've watched over and over again, I want to talk about Jerry Maguire for a second with you. All right, I was just thinking about this before this before I gave you a call. I would say it's a no-brainer that I mean the guy the guy won the Oscar. So Rod Tidwell casting, you know, casting director with Cuban Gooden Jr. there. Perfect casting of Rod Tidwell, right? Correct. Okay. I kind of revived and saved his career. Yes, exactly. Totally agree. So let me I'm gonna make a make a couple cases here. I agree that's the most perfect casting job in the movie, but I'm gonna argue that several of the characters are pretty close to perfectly cast. For instance, could you see anybody else playing Bob Sugar besides Jay Moore? No, no, we couldn't. We've discussed this. I thought that movie was going to make Jay Moore like into like a superstar. Yes, and he's kind of just stayed at that. Like, yeah, I'm famous and I'm at movies level, which is hilarious because to your point, uh, the Rod Tidwell character catapulted Cuba Gooden Jr. and the Bob Sugar character did not have the same effect on Jay Moore, but he was perfectly cast as Bob Sugar. Perfectly cast. Yes. So now I'm going to get to the next tier because it's tough to say five or six people are perfectly cast. But I would say they did a great job with Ray, Dorothy Boyd's son, played by Jonathan Lipnicki. And I would say they did a great job with her sister, Laurel, played by Bonnie Hunt. I think they gave Dorothy Boyd's family unit some really good thought. I think they might have been pretty close to perfectly yeah, cast. 
And, and I'll say Ray is one of those characters that probably could have been any child actor at the time that we really hadn't heard of. Yep. But once you see him in that, you can't picture anyone else in that role. Exactly, 100%. And I want to give a tip of the cap to the late, great Kelly Preston for playing Avery, the fiance Avery. of... Avery is such a... Mind. Kelly Preston slash Avery is a, you know, more of a supporting yes. minor character in that movie. But just the kind of natural beauty she has, the classiness that she portrays, and then kind of the mean girl that comes out in her after she, while she's breaking up with Jerry and after she breaks up with Jerry. Yes. It's just perfect. Yeah, she does a great job with it. So again, there you go. And then I would say this, I got two more for you that are very much, well, especially one of the very much supporting characters. So Jerry O'Connell, who happens to be a twin, so you could have plugged his brother in, playing Frank Cushman. Perfect, perfect, perfect portrayal of Kush. Yeah, oh, dude, Kush, I'll surf or skate, Kush Lash. You can't beat Kush Lash. And then... The, the, the perfect kind of dumb jock kind of persona played it perfectly. I mean, he killed it. And then finally, I got to give Marcy Tidwell some credit. Regina King, who's had a hell of a career as a director now and as an actress. Marcy Tidwell's she's legit. Shoe, car, soft drink. Clothing. We made you to marketing, baby. We came to play. I mean, she's great. I want Sun Devil dollars. I want Sun Devil dollars. I'm a Sun Devil, Jerry. So that brings me to Jerry, and that brings me to Dorothy Boy, a.k.a. Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. I do think this is one of Renee Zellweger's best performances. I really do. Um, yes, and, and you could have the only one you could have put Joey Laurie at was Joey Laurie Adams in. I probably would have known the difference until I heard her talk. Correct. And then, of course, you got Tom Cruise. Now, I would argue that you actually could have replaced the two of them with other leads in Hollywood. And if you had the exact same supporting cast, there's an argument to be made that they were so strong, it wouldn't matter who you cast in the main roles. And I don't think anybody's ever had that take on the air before, so I wanted to go with it. What do you think about Uh, that? And and one that I'm going to go with that I think you missed, Frank Cushman's father. My word is strong of oak, as strong as oak. In fact, I... I I believe he was the lawyer in My Cousin Vinny also. Is that the same guy? No. But anyway, you brought him up, and I got it here in front of me. Keith Cushman, Benjamin Kimball Smith is the actor. Yes, he was absolutely awesome in that role. Absolutely awesome in that role. Uh, And I got to give a shout out while I'm here on the IMDb page for Dickie Fox, the late great agent, played by Jared (laughs) Jusham. And oh, actually, one more shout out—not a perfect casting, but actually a hell of a job on a big character. Chad the nanny, played by Todd Luiso. He's yes. really into jazz, man. He's really into jazz. Yeah. And and uh, it's funny. The, one of the things that just came to mind thinking about that movie is the late, great Dickie Fox. He is the Mickey of that movie. Mickey from Rocky. Yes, totally. He's the mentor. He's the... His job is kind of the, the, not narrator, but like a higher voice that comes out once in a while. Yeah. Is phenomenal. Pushing the, pushing the story along, as they say, you know? Yes. So anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to get that in there for episode 500. It's not a true Jerry Maguire pod, but it, we needed to do it. So. Now, let's... okay, one more question about that. And I forget about the timing of that. Mm-hmm. Has Tom Cruise really done any like true like non-action movies since then? I'll tell you what. I'm sure the answer is yes, but, but but if you think about it from this perspective, Mission Impossible, I believe, came out in 97 or 98, and this came out in 96. So he really, at the very least, has been action-heavy since right after this. Yeah. It's a great question and a great—I mean, I'm, I'm totally vamping on that answer, but I think I'm fairly accurate. 
So, all right. Have the research team look into it. Yeah, have the crack research team look into it. You know, it's the 500th, and they celebrated the 499th so much that they didn't show up tonight. It's crazy. Yeah. Lack of professionalism all around. So listen, man. And, you know, they're, they're, they're young. You know, if they're looking to get promoted, they'll, they'll learn. They will learn. You know, it's it's not show friends, though. It's show business. You know? That's the Jerry Maguire fun. line. So listen, man. Speaking of uh, young whippersnappers, men's league hockey. You sent me a text today. I thought it was Andy Maslin, rant of the month worthy. Um... Yeah, I mean, so you're playing men's league hockey. As people know, you're a goaltender. Set the stage. You're playing. You're helping out some guys on a ham and egg team, right? I I play. I I still play men's league hockey. I'm old. I have bad hips. I have surgically repaired knees. I have bad feet. I'm slow. I'm out of shape. Uh, About three years ago, I had to give up playing like in the A league, like the top level. And down here, the top level. The top talent is very good. There's a lot of ex-NHL and college guys down here. But most of the players are more of like what would be a B-level up in Massachusetts. And I, you know, I I was just at that borderline where I couldn't keep up anymore. I couldn't compete, you know, for a whole game. And it just was not fun to me because I wasn't wasn't good enough anymore. Yeah. Um, There were some splits in the leagues down here. The rink I play, that's the closest to my house. There's just not really enough players to fill out like an A, B, C, D league. There's a lot of like lower end players that started playing as adults, which I'm not used to. I I, like, I've just never, you know, I played high level in high school, played junior hockey, played college, and I probably played my best hockey the few years after college when I was still considering if I was going to go to a couple like pro camps, try to go overseas. I was in, in really good shape, still playing at a high level and playing with some of the best players I played with in my life. Right. So I'm not used to non hockey players playing hockey. <laughs> right. There's, you know, kind of a certain, you know, and I hate it because, you know, I think all sports have great guys and all sports have crappy guys, but hockey players kind of get this thing. All hockey players are great guys. And for the most part, like, I've had nothing but, like, a good time playing hockey. Some of my best friends played with, you know, you go to a new area, a new place, you meet a couple hockey guys, you start playing, you have an instant group of friends. Yeah. So I'm not used to these guys that aren't hockey players right. playing. They learn you know? it late, so they don't have it instilled in them. Yeah, like, like you become a hockey player, like the, the hockey player, like, centric, like, thing that we talk about. is because back then now it's changed with aau taking over the rest of the sports world but back then hockey was like one of the few sports where you traveled all the time you were playing tournaments all over the you know eastern seaboard and the northeast and canada even at a young age you know like you know starting at eight nine years old we'd be doing tournaments in new jersey and buffalo montreal so you know you learn you know you travel with your teammates once when you're in another city the parents you know get together and the kids hang out and you play knee hockey and get kicked out of the hotel tell you know you just all kind of like grow up doing it so where i'm playing now like i said the the a-league uh only exists in the summer when we have a lot of pros around a lot of guys vacation for the summer the b-league in the winter is non-existent because the b-league becomes the a-league um and so I end up playing C League, which I hate because it's even though I'm not good enough to compete at the A level anymore, the C level is not hockey. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it can be fun. Like if you're with the right group of guys, it's good. But it kind of sets up this conundrum where there, there's 
a lot of B players playing in the C League, and like the team that I'm playing with, the reason I'm playing is like a guy I'm, I used to work with and, and I'm friendly with asked me to play. He's like, we have this terrible C team, like, but we kept winning like the league below us, so they moved us up. And the only reason I'm really allowed to play in the C League is because I'm on this team, and they're terrible. And if they didn't have a good goalie, they have no chance. They have no chance. So. Like it's fun. Once I get, it's one of those things. Once I get there, I always have a good time. But all day leading up to it, I'm like, I don't want to play hockey tonight. And all week, I'm coming, coming up with an excuse not to play. Part of it is because it's not really fun to me anymore. And the other part is I just really don't feel like playing. I, I, you know, it's just a weird. It, I'm in a weird spot, and, and I, I sound kind of cocky and arrogant saying it, but like I'm too good for this league. But I'm not really good enough to play at the higher level anymore, so I'm just kind of in an in between state. You're a tweener. I am, and like a lot of times, like I played goalie my whole life. So like two or three times in the past, probably five years, I've said, "Screw it, I'm not." I, I almost dropped an f bomb that wasn't that wasn't warranted, and I didn't want to do that to our fans. So I, yeah, I appreciate that. that. Thank you. Thank I you. Still, I still have my one for 2021. Um, yes. And actually, I think we had a rule when I'm ranting, uh, my F-bombs don't count. But I'm not ranting yet, so. Right, you're not there yet. You're setting it up. Uh, so, um, you know, so I, I go last night. And like I said, it's kind of a conundrum because the A-League is, the B-League doesn't exist. And, and the team we're playing last night is a bunch of 20 and 21-year-old kids. They're a B team, a borderline A team, and they play in this C-League. And I hate every single one of them. <laughs> I just do, but I've been around and I've seen it enough. And, and a lot of my friends coach down here, and a lot of my friends like coach at like some of the higher levels of like junior hockey in Florida. So I know a lot of these names, a lot of these kids from like helping out with them, or like you know, if my friends coaching and I'm in I'm in the area, I enjoy watching hockey, so I'll go and and so I, I just know a lot of these names from like over the years so playing this team last night all 20 and 21 year olds the average age on my team is probably 40 wow big difference you know like like i have two 50 year old two defensemen over the age of 50 on my team and i'm 40 so a couple younger kids probably right around 40 um so playing this team last night and and like i said they're a legit b team a lot of guys who played like low-level junior hockey um, like a junior, low-level junior B or a junior C, but they don't belong in a C-level men's league. Right. So it, it makes me mad when, like, I see them out there, and they they skate like um like they skate around like their 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 poop don't stink, you know. And it's like, dude, you're you're 20 years old and your hockey career is already done. Right. There's you're in the C league. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't act like it doesn't. Like, like, which is great in the summer when we play this team. And my buddy uh, Bob, uh, Bobby Wren, and Ben Winter are around because Ben's still playing pro in um, in Finland. Bob's still playing pro in Germany. Bob's 45, but he had a cup of coffee in the NHL. Yeah, He's so he legit, can make it work. Yeah, you know, third round draft pick. You know, ten years, twelve years in the AHL, and been in the top levels overseas for years. Now he's like in a lower level over there just because he wants to stay in Germany. But when we play this team in the summer, Bob just Bob won't score goals, but he'll make it his point to make sure that none of these guys score a goal. Uh, like he'll just torment them up and down the ice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's comical. It, 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 it's like a man among boys. It, it's just it's comical. So we're playing them last night. 
and I, I like I said, I know I even know a couple of the kids because they were on one of my teams at one point. So they're they should kill us, but their regular goalie isn't there. They have a, a really bad goalie getting that. So we we have a chance if we can kind of outscore them because their goalie's not going to make any saves, and we have one legitimate good player who doesn't belong in C League. So I don't complain that much, you know. I just want to go out there, have a good time, drink a couple beers afterwards. So, game's going on. I'm playing well early. And like I said, I don't have it anymore. Once in a while, I can turn it on. I, I wish I knew how I did it. But last night, I'm playing well. So, we're, we're in a, a tight game with them. And a, a kid I'm friends with did so. A kid on the other team that I'm friends with did something stupid. And I... I, I like chirped him as a friend, like joking about something, and he laughed. So then, but the kids on his team didn't know that we were friends, so they thought I was legitimately like talking trash, which I wasn't. So they start chirping me. <laughs> and they're nothing really overly funny, nothing good at all. So I'm joking with this kid um, between periods as I'm skating by and this kid gets in my face and he's like, get the F away from my team. I, I thought he was joking, you know, like it's like it's men's league, you know, I'm not right. stealing strategy because I'm in your, your huddle. I'm in your huddle. I know you were, yeah. You know? right. <laughs> I'm more than likely asking for a cigarette. I don't even smoke, you know? Uh, <laughs> so they, so he gets in my face and, and, and you're fat and old, get out of here. And I, I look at him and, and I, I'm like, dude, if I was 20 years old and playing C-level men's league, I'd kill myself. <laughs> and it was directed at this one kid. But it turns out it was really directed at the whole team. Right, because they're like a stereotype. They're, the all, they're all the same guy. 20-year-old, career's over. Yeah, and they have one kid who's a legitimate kid. He could he could probably make like a... a you know, a Worcester State or Fitchburg State type team. You know, he wouldn't be a star there, but he could play there. And then he starts talking. He's like, I'm going to light you up this period. You're not doing anything. And this is going into the third. I think we were up at the time. It was like five to three. So so we were winning and I'm playing well. But all of a sudden, they turned it on. They had 30 shots in the third period. Like, they're coming at me. I had a guy take a run at me. Um, but they start chirping big time. So I started with that. And I just went into old school freaking trash talking mode. And some of the stuff that came out of my mouth last night, my mom would have washed my mouth out with soap. <laughs> you were back. <laughs> this, this, this is wrong. I will admit this is wrong. Like I said, these kids are 20. One of the kids, I know his mother. He li- They live in, him and his mother live in the next neighborhood over from me. Oh, jeez. But he doesn't realize who it is in net, and this kid's name is TJ. So there's a face-off in my zone, and I'm yelling, TJ, TJ, how's Angela? Which is a mom's name. <laughs> oh, no. Which, which is a below the belt. You don't bring someone's mom into it. So I can, he's looking at me, and I insinuated that I had um, an intimate relationship with his mom. So you were, you were really going back into the Wayback Machine last night. Uh, um. This this one kid, uh, this kid last name, uh, his name Jackson Bennett. He, um, my buddy, was coaching this junior team that he was playing for, and he got kicked off the team. And I I recognized him right away because he was wearing like the junior team jersey. And so I said, "Hey Bennett," 
Bennett, what's going on with the Florida Alliance? Where you got kicked off the team? I'm just going off, you know, like, and it, it, it got kind of ugly. What, what was the, what was, <laughs> first so of all, what was my the, buddy, my buddy is on the other team and he comes up to me afterwards and he goes, what were you saying to the guys on my team? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of got into it. We ended up winning like like seven to five or eight to five, but it was funny because they're two big players. Who like the one kid who told me he you know I was you, you know, yeah. light me up. They started playing like real level hockey all of a sudden, and I, I mean I held my own. And I was fine, but I'm like thinking to myself, why didn't you just shut your mouth? You know, well because the competitive juices were flowing. So <laughs> and I'm not I'm not competitive anymore. But when they, when they my main problem was they were just like unoriginal chirps from them. You know, if you're gonna talk trash, come with something good. Know my mom's name. Know my sister's name. Know what schools I got kicked out of. Do your research. You know? <laughs> it sounds like they need a crack research team. They do, they do. <laughs> That's what they need to, more to than anything. a bunch of twenty-year-olds is a forty-one-year-old washed-up bum. Sounds great. Tell you what, and let me ask you this: When you wake up in the morning after facing all those shots and, and making making all those moves like you're twenty years younger, how you feeling today? Uh, I I'm, I'm hurting. Yeah, I'm hurting. It'll it'll take me two to three days to recover. Yeah, for the younger listeners out there, it's not that you can't do it anymore. It's that you can't recover as quickly, and that goes for athletic activities. That goes for uh, recreational activities such as drinking. I mean, you just the recovery is the issue. That's a little hot take glimpse into your future there, twenty something. <laughs> Best part of the story this morning. Uh, I don't know, ten, eleven o'clock. I get a text message from one of the kids I know. Hey, uh, when the when the spring league starts, we got to play a league. Will you be our goalie? <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you still you showed him something last night. You know? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to bump into Angela in the supermarket and have her ask me like, "I heard you met my son." Yeah, hopefully not. Right? Hopefully your goalie uh, your goalie helmet kept you incognito. You know? Yeah. So listen, let's. That's great. I mean, I'm glad you're still getting out there and doing it. I'm glad you're not taking any crap off any Gen Zers. You know? No. I mean, these young like, like it's, 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 I just laugh. It's like it's like, and then like one kid I was talking to, and he was, he was in a back. He's like, yeah, but you know, to play like at the higher level, we got to drive to the other rink, and we just don't want it. And I'm like, dude, when I was 20, I was driving every summer. I was driving one night to Fox, no, one night to Walpole, and one night to Hingham from Bill Ricca to play like the top level hockey I could. You know, it's like. Said, like I said, they're not real hockey players. Right, you've only got it for so long. You gotta, you gotta use it. So, yeah. so before we started the show, I told you a story or I mentioned a story, and you didn't remember. So I'll tell you now on the air. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna sugarcoat it, as they say. But anyway, Bob Sugar, Bob Sugar, in honor of Bob Sugar in the 500th episode, filibusterfreestyle.com. Anyway, so you and you were at school. One of the schools you went to. I'm, yes. And myself and the illustrious Roscoe P. came over to visit you and went to a party. And the RAs or somebody came and <laughs> we, we got in trouble. The problem was, I'm not even going to say whose dad it was, but one of our dads was the dean. And it wasn't you or me. I'll so. tell you it was not my dad. Yeah. So anyway, and, and, and by the way... Um, since we're slightly older than you are, we both were not even college students at that college or in general. 
yeah. and got written out. At, at, at that point, I was older than every single kid in the college, and you guys were older than me. Right, and and, and we had a great time. But yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where I'm sure the dean of students was psyched to see his twenty uh, something year old gra- college graduate son getting written up. So anyway, that's just a glimpse into what used to happen back in the day in a lovely little place called Worcester, Mass. Yeah, I. it's funny. I tell some of the stories sometimes because everyone thinks I, I am a I'll, – I'll, I'll speak for both of us here. We are both a very tame version of what we used to be. Very fair. It's a fair statement. But we're still – we're still fun guys. We can still get a little bit out there. Yeah, it's still. I mean, like we said about the hockey, it's kind of the same. I mean, it's still in. It's still in there. You just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta normalize a little bit. I tell stories sometimes of the shenanigans that we were involved with, and people are like, "There's no way that happened. You guys would be in jail. You guys would be dead." It's like, no, that's exactly. Right. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of what we did wasn't even like illegal or wrong. It just that we, we definitely found ourselves in like a in like. We were in capers, you know, we were like on adventures. Yeah. Yeah, like most of the stuff, like I said, it wasn't illegal, but it wasn't necessarily right. It would have been like a cop. Like if a cop had had seen us doing something we were doing, they would have been like, I'm not going to arrest you, but what are you doing, you moron? Correct. And that's that's what it was like to be uh, doing things in the 90s. Yeah, I also just want to let you know that uh, Bella the Boxer has joined the phone call. She oh, Bella the Boxer has forced them out for her, uh, her, her predecessor, Clover. And uh, no, I, we love the... Your we, girlfriend. We, we, love, we, love, we love the boxers, uh, um, for sure. So I have a question for you. Okay. I was in Massachusetts last week, had to tend to some family stuff, didn't really get to see anybody. Drove up and back. Don't recommend it. No, it's not fun. Oh, I have a funny story about the drive. I was trying to drive straight through, and I stopped at a rest area in North Carolina on the way up. I had left here at, um, like, 5 o'clock. Yep. So it was, I don't know, 3, 4 in the morning by the time I'm in North Carolina. And I, I fall asleep in a rest area. And I wake up and I really have to, I really have to urinate. So, you know, I wake up, like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I walk into the rest area, you know, take care of what I had to take care of, walk back out. I realized I had left my car running the whole time. I had woken up in such a fog or a haze that, like. Forgot to turn it off. Forgot to turn it off. Um, But I was in the area, and there was that bad windstorm. I don't know if it was Sunday and a Monday or Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah. And my hotel lost power. Oh, goodness. So I went from, I don't know what time it went out. I got back to my hotel about 9 o'clock, and the power was out. I woke up in the morning, the power was out. So there's no internet. There's no hot water. Um, And their emergency lighting was terrible. Like, they had flashlights, like, standing up in the stairwell. That was their emergency lighting. And I, I went to the front desk, and I'm like... Hey man, do you do I get some sort of a refund? Do I get some extra Hilton points? Something. Something like no. Well, it was a, it was an act of nature. Um, it's not really something that you know we can give you any points for. I said, is it? And this is my question to you: Is it really acceptable for a hotel not to have like a backup generator or backup power? Yeah, I know. You would imagine that they would. You would imagine. And that it's they a would. newer hotel. It's only two years old. Yeah, that's to me. To me, that's. If you're going to go the route of not having the backup power situation, you got to be prepared to start doling out Hilton points. I'm with you on that. 
Yeah, you know, give me. And, and I, I had paid. I had paid for the hotel in Hilton Points. Right, and you you also paid for the hotel, thinking you were going to have power. <laughs> and so the, yeah. the Hilton Points are free. Like you already earned them, and clearly they didn't give you what you deserved for when you booked it. So just give me back the points. The points are free. Yeah. Points don't cost I, ended up, I ended up getting some from Hilton, like corporate, but I just thought it, like there was nothing offered to me. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, seriously, what I'm with you. I'm with you. Tell you what, not fake sponsor of the week, unofficial sponsor of the week, Hilton, not, not the unofficial sponsor of the week. That's how no. we're going to do that. You know what? Hampton Inn, Dorica, Dorica Burlington line, Millsex Turnpike. I'm not endorsing you. There you go. Unendorsed. <laughs> Disavowed. Disavowed and unendorsed. All right, Andy Mazza, stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Ladies and gents, not everybody's doing a 500th episode the way we do it, and that's why it's the filibuster freestyle. So thanks to all the listeners. Thank to you, Andy Maslin. I was happy to be here. Fantastic. And everybody else will talk to you soon. Check us out, filibusterfreestyle.com.